Hey everybody, welcome to Therapy for Humans, the podcast where if you're not careful, you might just pick up some tips on how to survive as a more or less psychologically intact human in the modern world. My name is Rowan, and I'll be your host. Hey Durango, man, it's been a minute, it's been, well it's been a long fucking time actually, and things look different than they looked a little while ago. In fact, I actually started writing some notes for this episode uh, last week, and I opened them up this week, and things are really different again. So, how are you doing? Things are weird. I've had a lot of stressed out people coming at me in the last couple of weeks, and some not. Some disturbingly actually not stressed out. <laughs> it kind of runs the runs the whole spectrum. So I did have some stuff that wasn't coronavirus related that I was going to talk about this week, but I think I'm just going to keep it to the kind of matter at hand. And then in the next couple of weeks, I think I'll be putting out some more podcasts because I think I'm going to have some free time on my hands like most of the rest of you. Okay, so this is reminding me a little bit of the vibe right after 9-11 when people just don't know what's coming next and that's scary. And it's almost always the unknown that freaks people out because we can't do anything about what's a largely unknown thing. You combine this with an ever-increasing infection and death toll plus a governmental response that's not exactly inspiring confidence and people's collective anxiety levels are starting to spike. It can be tempting to camp out on various television networks and websites and kind of watch the spread of this thing. Unfortunately, most people do this before they go to sleep, which I will promise you will result in decidedly unsweet dreams. So how can we take care of ourselves in the face of this? Well, we can take reasonable precautions as outlined by the CDC website. Wash your hands, let me travel on exposure to large groups, blah, blah, blah especially if you're elderly or have a compromised immune and or respiratory system. Stock up on what you think you might need if you were either unable or unwilling to leave home for a few weeks. And here's the thing, actually think we're going to be in a shelter-in-place order really soon, like within a week and maybe even within the next two days. So if you haven't been taking this seriously and you live in Colorado... Go get yourself some stuff if you can find it. Anyway, other than those preparatory things, you need to care for your poor, overworked psyche. The reality is most of us are worried. We're worried about our parents. We're worried about our siblings. We're worried about our jobs. We're worried about our stock portfolios. Okay, I don't have a stock portfolio, but if I did, I would be worried about it. And again, it's the unknown that's driving a lot of this concern. And the reality is that we can't do much about that right now. So what can we do? We can limit our exposure to media. I do not recommend sticking your head in the sand, but you can choose how much you're taking in and where it's coming from. Some news outlets have been, I don't know, taking more of a sensationalized presentation, which I don't think is helpful. Um, Personally, I don't really watch television news because it all just sort of seems like theater to me, even when there isn't something dramatic going on. But Anyway, I think an update in the morning, an update in the evening, wherever you choose to get that is kind of all you really need. Everything else is probably just more obsession than is 
healthy. So that's the first thing you can do. The next thing you can do is stay healthy, get outside. The good news is that this isn't like floating around in the air out there. And I've been talking to people, a lot of us feel like we're kind of bracing for a natural disaster because this is what we're kind of used to in terms of like when people are stocking up on things and kind of, you know, unsure about what a thing is going to happen. It's usually like a hurricane or a blizzard or some kind of major thing where you're not going to really be able to get outside much, but it's beautiful. Well, it's not actually right now. It's cloudy right now. We're going to get some snow, but that's going to clear up. It is spring in the Rockies and there are very few places on earth that I'd rather be than in the Rockies in the springtime. So, you can get outside, even in places that have the shelter uh, in place orders, at least in the Bay Area, they are saying that you can go out to exercise, you can bike, you can run, as long as you're not doing that in groups, you can do it on your own. So stay healthy, go for a fucking walk, ride your bike, do some yoga, whatever works for you. This will decrease your stress, this will keep you healthy, so it's a win-win as they say. It's also worth paying attention to what your brain is doing behind your back. Often our minds will be playing out anxiety producing scenarios just under the surface that will amp up our adrenals and then seemingly all of a sudden we're anxious. So stay on top of that shit. You've probably heard me talk about mindfulness before, but it's worth repeating. To me, mindfulness isn't about sitting on a cushion and chanting while a candle gently flickers in time to sitar music. It's about paying attention to what your brain is doing and noticing when it starts to go down a road without your permission no matter what else you happen to be doing. It's kind of like having a radio going in the background. Be aware of what station you're tuned into. And on that note, make a conscious effort a few times a day to just sit for a minute and intentionally calm yourself. Picture yourself on a calm setting if that helps, or just relax your muscles and take a few deep breaths. Nothing fancy, nothing magical, just chill the fuck out. It will send the message to your brain that there is no immediate threat, and your poor, overworked nervous system can stand down. So, on a related note, I've heard from a number of people now who were kind of pissed off. They were just starting to get it together financially. Things were looking up, and now it's all gone to shit. I feel that way too. And maybe you're not as bad off as some folks who are totally out of work. Does that mean you don't get to be upset? No, you do get to be upset. You might be mindful of who you're complaining to. If you're employed, you shouldn't go complain maybe to somebody that's not employed. But other than that, it's completely reasonable to be angry, to be sad, to be scared, all of that. You get to have it all. I heard an interview today with Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, on, um, on The Daily. It's a podcast that's put out by the New York Times. It's fantastic. If you're not listening to it, I highly recommend it. Anyway, they were trying to push him on... Um, what the financial cost of some of the decisions that governors are making right now. And his clear message was that we are the past the point of trying to monetize the decisions that need to get made around this, that we need to save lives and these steps will have an impact. So, and I do worry about this position because it is a privileged place uh, to say, well, we're not going to worry about the financial ramifications about this right now. We're going to deal with that later. There are a lot of people who live paycheck to paycheck and those paychecks just stopped and later for them means two weeks from now at the top and, oh, maybe we'll get a thousand dollars from the government. Great. So maybe that'll push it out another two weeks, but at some point soon, there's going to be a lot of families who are in very desperate straits. So anyway, I don't know where I'm going with that. 
it's just on my mind. Um, hey, let's talk about some good stuff. So, like I said, after 9-11, some good things happened. One of the things that happened is that we started talking more to our neighbors, at least for a short period of time. We were kinder and gentler with one another because there was a sense that we were in something together. No matter what your individual struggles were, there was this bigger thing that superseded a lot of that, and that was something that brought us together. Caveat, mostly. There was a lot of anti-Islam shit that still persists today, and now we're seeing people of Asian descent being treated poorly, not at all helped by our president continuing to call this a Chinese virus. So watch yourself on that and look out for folks in your community that might be unfairly targeted by that kind of behavior. But back to the good stuff. We Americans excel at helping each other for a short period of time in adverse conditions. In my mind, this is our greatest strength and our most shameful weakness. We start out strong, but our attention span is very short. Similar to the way I've talked about grief. If you've tuned in, if you're a regular listener, you know what I'm talking about in terms of that we're really good for a couple of weeks and then we kind of decide that we're done helping with that and those people need to get over it or whatever it is that we want them to do so that it's no longer our problem. So we need to expand that attention span. That podcast that I was talking about, The Daily Another thing that the governor of New York said is when he was asked when he believes the apex of this virus will come, he said it's in about 45 days. I don't know where he's getting this information, but I do think we have enough other countries to look at at this point. That's probably fairly educated guess, um, and it's certainly not an answer that is designed to make anybody feel better. 45 days from now is a long time, especially if as of today or yesterday or the day before yesterday, you're not working. So anyway, we cannot let our compassion for one another burn out too soon. We still have a ways to go. Here's the thing I'd like you to consider. Go knock on the door of your elderly neighbors. When they answer, make sure you're standing back at least five feet. Don't go in. Don't go shaking their hands. But do introduce yourself if you don't know them already. Ask them if they need anything. Ask for their cell numbers so that you can check in with them when you're on your way to the store. Let them know that you can keep them supplied so they don't have to risk the trip themselves. It's a small thing to drop off a few items, but it can mean everything to them. And I've heard stories already this week of this happening. We're doing it up here actually in our neighborhood. And I had a couple clients this, um, this morning that are doing this for elderly folks in their neighborhood. So as this moves through our community, and it will, it is, it's here, keep in touch with your friends and family. Use Skype, use FaceTime. Discord is a platform that a lot of gamers use, um, but it can hold. It can be used to hold group meetings. Um, it's free. It's called Discord. It's probably getting flooded right now. Not because of me. I'm not that powerful. But because I've heard the name like three times in the last two days, and I've never heard it before. So we have the tools we need to stay social, even while we're isolating physically. It's good for our brains. It's good for our moods. And as some of our loved ones get sick, we need to feel supported by our community. Don't stop reaching out to each other. Don't stop checking in. If you feel like you're getting to the limit of your ability to help, we call this compassion fatigue in the helping business. It's a real thing. Take a break. Let yourself be cared for. We need to tag out sometimes, and that's okay. When you feel rejuvenated, tag back in. Pace yourself. If you have a friend who lost their job this week, make them a pot of soup, drop off a bottle of wine, tell them a fucking joke. They probably need to hear one right now. 
If you're in a position to pay in advance for a service that can't happen right now, do that, especially for small businesses. In fact, exclusively for small businesses. I had a client this morning, completely amazing human, by the way, whose tattoo artist canceled their appointment, which is the right thing to do, even though it sucks. But they're going to throw a couple hundred bucks at that artist to help them through this period of time. And when they're able to reschedule, they'll already have paid for a lot of their tattoo and their tattoo artist will be able to eat for a couple weeks. So thinking about doing this for uh, restaurants as well. Go to your favorite restaurants that are still, maybe they're on a, like a takeout only thing right now. Go buy a gift card from them. Uh, just throw some money at them. They need your money right now. And do it quickly, like today or tomorrow before they close completely. Um, and maybe they have an online option. You can use that'd be great. Um, I want to uh, talk about this thing that happened in my last uh, session today um, that gave me some hope. I was talking to the general manager of a local restaurant today, um, amazing guy, and he said to me, I'm trying to figure out how to continue to feed people. So he's used to literally feeding us with amazing food, beverage, and customer service, but he was talking about how to continue to feed our community in any way. He's shifting from food to information in his case. He's calling out false or inflammatory information on Facebook. He's meeting with community stakeholders today to come up with creative solutions for those who will be most adversely affected by all of this. In short, he's being the stand-up guy he's always been. He's just pivoting his focus to help wherever he can right now. We need more of this. It's what we're good at. And when we think enough to actually do it, it makes a massive impact. So think about how you can feed your community. Okay, so like I said, I might get more episodes out there in the new future. I think I will. Um, I might even interview my daughter Lydia since she's on lockdown from CSU and she's got nothing better to do. So <laughs> no, something to look forward to. Anyway, let me know if there's something you'd like me to be talking about. Let me know how you're doing. Keep in touch. Um, if you'd like to see me for therapy, I am doing in-person appointments as long as I can. Although, like I said, I don't think that's going to last for more than another week or so. Um, after that, I will be doing remote appointments over Skype or FaceTime or whatever works for you. So just get in touch. You can call or text me at 970-903-3893. Or you can email me at rowan at durangopsychotherapy.com or rowan at therapyforhumanspodcast.com. And until then... Now more than ever, people, take care of yourself and take care of each other. 